Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. everybody it's another al gatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer hope you're having a great week it is the uh ending of the first week of june can you believe that we are six months uh into this new year already this is just wow i can't believe how fast this is going and i took part in a great event this past week and i will be reviewing it on next week's program uh because uh, i'm coming back from atlantic city uh, the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest at Bader Field this year. Uh, a great event, great time had by all. We'll recap that on next week's program. Lots of stuff to get to. And we have a great show for you tonight. And a, a craft beer guest that deals with no alcohol, but makes beer. I'll explain in a moment. Uh, we got news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes, just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find the show on that platform. We're Alexa ready as well. We're on odyssey.com as well as the Hopped Up Network. Head over to the Hopped Up Network Monday mornings, uh, usually right after the show. You can listen to the podcast version of this program. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, John Walker. He is the brewmaster and co-owner of Athletic Brewing. Uh, non-alcoholic beer has been all the rage in the last year and a half, and these guys are leading the way. That will happen in 20 minutes from now. It's an interesting interview with John, um, why he left being a, a brewmaster at a brewery in New Mexico, uh, what he believes. That they have a couple of new beers that are coming out, a Blood Orange IPA. And I have to say, and I reviewed some of Athletic Brewing's beers on last week's show. They had sent me a variety pack. I have to say, not bad. Three out of the four really hit the mark for me. Um, beers that tasted like beer and that I enjoyed uh, a great deal. So um, I-, I have to say, kudos to them. Good stuff. And we'll talk with John Walker in 20 minutes, and we'll get more information on um, athletic brewing. And I think you'll be uh, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Definitely, I, I have to say, athletic. I-, I would I would say non-alcoholic beer is a great change of pace. If um, you want to mix things up while you're drinking or you just don't want to have any alcohol at all, you want to have something that's low calorie, uh, not necessarily low carbs, but low calorie, um, you might uh, you might just enjoy it. Give it a try. I don't think you're going to be super disappointed. Uh, let's move on to some news and notes. Uh, our good friends at Founders, they've announced the latest release in their Mothership series. It's the launch of Blueberry Braggot. It's a delightful marriage of honey and malt. The centuries old style finally makes its way into their lineup. A hefty dose of 100% Michigan blueberries. It has an ABV of 9%. It'll be available in six packs 
of 12-ounce bottles exclusively in the breweries, Grand Rapids, and Detroit taproom locations in June. It'll have a retail price of $12 a six-pack. I have got to get myself a bottle of these. I've heard good stuff about Blueberry Braggot, and I definitely want to try it, and I love blueberries. So if you're adding blueberries to a beer, more than likely I'm going to want to try it, and most of the time... I'm actually going to enjoy it. New York-based cider company Original Sin Cider announced the launch of Brighter Times during New York's Cider Week, which took place about a week or so ago. Original Sin Cider is made with pressed New York apples. Brighter Times blended with superior quality uh, POG juice, poke juice, passion fruit, orange, and guava. It results in a refreshing and uplifting cider, dry and complex but easy drinking. Uh, Founder Gideon Call uh, blended apples with the traditional pog juice to create a bright cider that plays on the complexity of the apple base mixed with this unique fruit blend, which was created in Hawaii in the 70s, which I did not know that. Um, It is a 6% ABV cider, uh, excellent depth of flavor. um, And as a message of brighter times to the hospitality industry, Original Sin is donating a percentage of the proceeds to New York City charities that give back to the hospitality industry after a year of hardships. That's awesome. Now, um, I have to thank a former colleague of mine, uh, Frank Morano, for this, because he sent me an email on these folks uh, on Original Sin Cider, and I'd like to see if I can get the founder uh, on the program, and hopefully we can do that in the next couple of weeks, because I'd like to talk about not only the cider, but um, the fact that they're donating a percentage of the proceeds uh, to NYC charities. I think that's great, uh, because, again... The hospitality industry has been hit so hard uh, during the pandemic. Um, I know there was uh, some discussion that you want to keep outdoor dining uh, in New York. Uh, a lot of par- parking spaces are taken away. Look, folks, uh, real quick before we dive into the rest of the news, uh, bottom line is restaurants and bars, especially in New York City, have been particularly hard hit during the pandemic. It is vitally important that we get these people back up and on their feet uh, as quickly as possible because... If not, and you lose more of these businesses, it's just going to take longer for New York City to get out of their financial issues. Bottom line. So whatever you can do to increase uh, the capacity so that these people can uh, you know, make more money, it's a good thing. The other part of it is got to find people who are going to want to work. Uh, we've talked about this a million times before. Unemployment only goes so far for people. And you make more money, I understand this, on unemployment right now because of the extra money, but eventually that money's going to stop. It's going to stop. You're going to have to pay tax on it. Then you're going to have to go back to work. And guess what? The job that you might want to go back to may not be there. That's all I'm saying. Our good friends at Heavy Seas, they have announced the re-release of World Famous, a pilsner they brewed in collaboration with Royal Farms. World Famous was created to celebrate Royal Farms' wildly popular Chicken Palooza event. As it enters its fourth year, the World Famous will be available for a limited time in the 41 Royal Farm stores that carry beer and wine throughout Maryland, Virginia, and uh, Pennsylvania this July. Beer will also be available during a can release at the Heavy Seas Brewery coming up on June 25th. Um, It is going to be released in six packs of 16-ounce cans, uh, as I said, at the brewery on Friday, July 25th. For more information, just go over to hsbeer.com, Chicken Balooza. Begins at Royal Farms on July 1st. For more information on that, just go over to royalfarms.com. Our friends from Stone did a whole vote thing uh, who voted uh, to bring back uh, your favorite Stone and Arrogant uh, Consortia beers for their 2022 special releases. Uh, Apparently 25,000 people voted, over 25,000 people, which is great. They They tabulated all the responses, 
And the number one selection is Stone Rune 10 Triple IPA. So this monster IPA is going to return for a nationwide special release next year in 2022. Uh, the other fan vote favorite still surprised. Stay tuned uh, as their 2022 special release calendar is unveiled. But also Stone Japanese Green Tea IPA coming back this October in the Stone 12 Days of IPA Mixed Pack when with a much bigger national distribution than last year. So kudos to our friends uh, from Stone, which is uh, great news. And then finally, uh, other half. Uh, has dived into the world of hard seltzers. Um, it is a gluten-free hard seltzer. It is a o- OH2 is what they're calling it. Um, it is a 5% ABV. It is, uh, has been created at the new Domino Park location, but it is also available at all other half-brewery sites. OH2 seltzers max out at 120 calories, two carbs per 12-ounce can. Uh, the lineup uh, to start includes Ginger Lime Mule, a rendition of the classic Moscow Mule, with a ginger beer kick, and all citrus everything. It's a refreshing and tart seltzer uh, fil- finished with pink grapefruit juice. Additional flavors made with all natural ingredients scheduled to drop later this summer. Now, Domino Park's five-barrel system allows the brewery team to brew smaller batch, more experimental beers. And with OH2, the brewers at other half have a new foundation to explore fresh fruit juices, sessionable riffs on classic cocktails, and the constant limited edition innovation for which they are known. OH2 has rolled out. Uh, As of last month, it is across all other half-tap rooms. They also have limited shipping uh, and delivery uh, from those locations. So kudos to the good folks from other half-brewing. Now, again, the hard seltzer category uh, and the non-alcoholic category have been very big in terms of the beer world. A lot of people like those hard seltzers because they are low in calories. They're also low in carbs because they're trying to watch uh, their weight. Um, I get that. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of hard seltzers. I think a lot of them kind of taste artificial for me, and so I'm not crazy about it. But I like the fact that breweries are doing this as an added option for people who come in. Let's face it. People that visit breweries are not necessarily, you know, maybe there's one person or two people out of the group that are not fans of beer. And so by offering a hard seltzer, you're giving an alternative for someone uh, to have. Like I have a friend. She has a gluten intolerance. She can't have anything gluten. This is gluten-free. She can drink this, and she drinks hard seltzers, and she likes them. And that's cool that they're doing that. Um, Some places don't advertise it. Um, Some places do. So um, uh, to me, I think it's a good alternative for people uh, if you're not uh, drinking beer. And the non-alcoholic stuff, I have to say, I'm pleasantly surprised. A lot of the stuff that I've tried lately from a non-alcoholic standpoint, um, uh, Dogfish's uh, non-alcoholic beer I think is fantastic. Sam Adams IPA is very good. Um, be interested to see. I want to try it because uh, I know they were going to tweak the formula a little bit to make it more hoppy. Um, the athletic brewing stuff is very good. Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Brewery has a non-alcoholic beer that is a very, very tasty. So it all depends. Now, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes, including details on sources, Source Brewing, which, of course, part of the show is uh, sponsored by the uh, folks at Source Brewing. Two locations now, one in Colts Neck, New Jersey, the second one soon to open this summer, Uh, in Fishtown, Pennsylvania. I will have more details on that coming up after the break on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A T T U L L O. 
Uh, Facebook.com slash agcraftbeercast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. And don't forget, uh, iTunes, uh, just do a search for uh, AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the show on that platform. Alexa Ready as well. We're on odyssey.com. Excuse me. As well as the Hopped Up Network. You just head over to the hoppedupnetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this show Monday mornings, uh, shortly uh, shortly after the program. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, John Walker. He's the brewmaster and co-owner of Athletic Brewing. He'll join me. Non-alcoholic beer. Been all the rage in the last year and a half. These guys are leading the way, and that will happen in just about 10 minutes from now. Now, I teased in the break, uh, before we went to break, about Source and their new brewery that they're going to be opening. Well, they are going to be opening in the Fishtown neighborhood of Philadelphia. They're looking to open sometime in August. Um, and um, the new location is going to be uh, 1101 Frankfurt Avenue in Fishtown. Now, this is the old Fishtown Brew Pub. It closed in November 2020 in the midst of the pandemic. The building seats around 90 people. Uh, there's a U-shaped bar in the place. Uh, the outside beer garden seats around 50. So you're going to have about 140 people, uh, assuming that COVID protocols are either being kept or not kept, et cetera, et cetera. The brewery is going to be redone uh, slightly um, in, in terms of their draft system, rehabbing the seven-barrel brew house. Uh, there's seven fermenters that are currently in the building. Uh, the plan, uh, from what I've heard from both Greg and from uh, Phil Petraca, uh, 20 tap, uh, twenty plus tap system, different taps, side pull taps, nitro taps, a lot of the same stuff that they already have at Source over at Colt in Colts Neck. Um, they will be offering local uh, Pennsylvania spirits and wine. They'll be featuring many Philadelphia local businesses. Uh, they're going to have a very small menu. They'll they'll be able to serve food, which is really cool. Uh, I think they said around ten to twelve items, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, depending. Uh, they're working with Kenny Cuomo. He's a restaurant consultant. Uh, he's done a lot of work in Philadelphia. Um, they're going to have some um, some comfort food, some shareables, some charcuterie, small plate type of stuff. Think tapas uh, type of stuff, which is really cool. I'm excited about that. Um, they're also upgrading. I knew about this for a while, but I guess they made the official announcement. They are upgrading the Colts next base in terms of uh, doubling their fermentation process and their barrel system so they can make more beer, which is really cool. Now, if you are in the Philadelphia area, you're looking for a job, you want to work for Source, you can uh, contact them at careers at sourcebrewing.com. Send in your application. They are absolutely looking for people and will be hiring very soon. So kudos to the guys from Source. Uh, this is awesome. Cannot wait to go down there. Apparently, they will be in walking distance of a number of different breweries right from the brew pub, which is really cool. So congratulations to them. I am really looking forward to this. Again, sometime in August, uh, they don't have a specific date yet, but once we get closer, we're going to talk to the guys from Source. We'll find out more details. Ale Smith uh, and Alvarado Street Brewery are uh, putting together a collab. It's a West Coast-style IPA inspired by Aussie and New Zealand hops. Um, this is uh, Aso Under is the name of the beer. It's infused with Galaxy, Vic's, uh, Vic Secret, and Nelson hops uh, all the way from down under. It'll be available in four packs of 16-ounce cans at select Alesmith retailers nationwide. Now, Sam Adams and New Belgium uh, have also come together to celebrate uh, Pride this year. They're sharing the love. They are uh, producing a beer. It's called Love Conquers Ale. It's brewed by and for the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, during the month of June, both Sam Adams and New Belgium will donate 100% of the purchase price of every Love Conquers Ale four-pack directly to GLAD 
to support their efforts in making the world a more inclusive place and solidify their shared commitment to the LGBTQ plus community. It is a blackberry basil lime goza brew, uh, which Sam Adams co-workers first concepted for a pride celebration at their Boston brewery. It'll be available in four pack of 16 ounce cans at select locations uh, during the month of June. Drinkers can order through Sam Adams or New Belgium. Uh, at the Boston Brewery, the Tap Room, and Cincinnati Tap Room for Sam Adams, and a New Belgian San Francisco Tap Room, Fort Collins Liquid Center, and Denver Pilot Brewery. So kudos to both of those breweries for producing a beer uh, to help out uh, Pride Month, which is really cool. Um, and then uh, real quick before we have to take a break here, uh, two things. One, uh, a really cool Facebook Live uh, that I'm doing in conjunction with South Jersey Beer Scene coming up uh, this coming Wednesday, uh, June 9th at 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, it'll be Source Brewing and Lost Barrel Brewing in Middleburg, Virginia, uh, with um, with our good buddy um, Vic uh, from South Jersey Beer Scene, uh, as well as John Cushow. Uh We're getting together to do this kind of live uh, interview uh, type of thing where Source Brewing and Lost Barrel Brewing, both farmhouse breweries, are going to be getting together and discuss what it's like to brew beer on an actual farm, which is really cool. So um, it'll be a podcast, Zoomcast kind of thing. You'll get to see my ugly mug. Um, but uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. It is Wednesday, June 9th at 7 p.m. If you're following the Craft Beer Cast page on Facebook, we'll have a link up there as well. You can click on it at 7 o'clock and you can watch us uh, and listen and take part in the discussion. Now, finally, before we get out of here, there was an incident last week on uh, on. One of the beer pages that I follow, New Jersey Craft, uh, uh, let's talk uh, juice um, uh, on Facebook, uh, had to do with a beer that Source put out um, and how people were accusing Source of taking Orso Ale's uh, recipe, who won the, um, Mike Randisi, who won the homebrewers competition last year. And so um, a lot of people thought it was his recipe and they just tweaked it. It wasn't. It was proven that it wasn't. Both the brewer, uh, both Mike Randisi and the folks from Source both came out and said, this is absolutely not the same recipe. It's different. We can show you. We have the proof. Come down to the brewery. So the the post was taken down. And then a couple of days later, another guy puts up a post, a, a Reddit thread apparently, that had something, you know, that, that, you know, claimed again Source was usurping this person's recipe and using it for their own. Again, not true. But then it got into a whole vitriol thing where there was, you know, stuff back and forth and accusations and this and that. Uh, and you know what? I'm tired of it. I, I don't understand how people have free time to do these things. First of all, I don't take part in Reddit. I don't post anything over there. I've looked at a few things from time to time. Uh, I refuse to comment on stupid things like that. Um, I, uh, I am in no mood and I have very little tolerance for this nonsense. Now, I've made no secret that Source Brewing sponsors the show. They don't pay me. They've never told they don't I mean they pay me, they pay the show, right? And I get paid out of that uh, out of that portion um that they sponsor, right? That's part of my money. But they have never once told me how to run my show, how to how to say what I want to say, nothing. They've never done that ever. Okay? So anybody that thinks that I'm bought and sold by Source, totally incorrect. I love their beer, I love what they do. They were uh, happy to support me. I'm happy to support them. That's how it works. And if they do do something wrong, I will call them out on it, on the air. Absolutely. I will never shy away from that. I am not shy with my opinions. 
Anybody who's been listening to the show for any length of time uh, should know that, okay? Um, the bottom line is this, this hate and this vitriol, when all you have to do is ask a question, and most brewers will talk to you, okay, uh, just strikes me as I, I don't understand why somebody wouldn't just ask the question. The brewers are willing to answer you. Stop with the hate. Enough already. we got more important things to worry about. I'm just, I get so disgusted with it. Enough. When we come back after a short break, John Walker, the brewmaster and co-owner of Athletic Brewing, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. The talk on the street, this is from uh, Greta Van Fleet's From the Fires album, and they have a new album out. I know that, and I have to get it. I know there are a lot of haters on Greta Van Fleet because they think they sound a little too much uh, like they're copying Led Zeppelin, but I dig these kids. I think they're really cool. I think they got a nice vibe, and I would certainly go and see them uh, as concerts start to open up. Uh, as we get further and further away uh, from this pandemic. My next guest, though, he is the co-founder and head brewer of a brewery that specializes in non-alcoholic beers. That's the talk on the street. They are, to be honest, they have taken the craft beer world by storm. They started in Connecticut, and they recently opened operations out in San Diego, basically to serve both coasts uh, a little bit quicker. They've got a new beer that's coming out, but I want to dive into that as well as a lot of other things here. And for more info, just go to athleticbrewing.com. Let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer for the first time, John Walker. John, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, John, what made you decide to go from brewing at Second Street Brewery in New Mexico to getting an offer from Bill uh, Schufelt to brew non-alcoholic beer? I think one of the biggest things was, was Bill's enthusiasm around the space and just conviction that we can make a huge positive impact in the world um, by making a great tasting beverage, a great tasting beer that just happened to not have alcohol. Um, you know, kind of removing the discussion around alcohol and just making a great, a great beer and, you know, making a difference while we did that. And also just kind of challenging the status quo by being innovative in a space that hadn't been innovated in, in, you know, decades. Right. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, nobody had really, co- I mean, aside from Sharps and Odules, and nobody really drink, drank those things, nobody really explored this market. You know, I think we're seeing that now with hard seltzers. I think we're seeing that with different innovations within craft beer, but nobody came up with a, a non-alcoholic beer that actually tastes good. So how long did it take to come up with a batch that tasted like a beer and didn't give you that artificial flavor that, say, a Sharps or Odules would have? Um, yeah, it, it took a good long while. I think Bill and I spent the better part of a year doing homebrew after homebrew. Mm-hmm. We just took it down to the basics, and we were we probably did you know about a hundred batches on my homebrew system between our empty building and my parents' garage, trying to figure out the right process. And right. then, and then one day we we finally got there, and it was it was exciting. So we kind of went from there, but it took about a year. But from a creative standpoint, that's got to be a cool... I mean, it's a challenge, obviously, right? I mean, any, I mean, I shouldn't say anybody can brew beer, but once you get the science down to it, um, it becomes, uh, uh, I don't want to say, an, uh, let's say an easier process, right? But to do a different thing 
and have this, okay, well, we have to make this, but it's gotta, it can't have this in it and whatever. From a creative standpoint, that's got to be very intriguing for you. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I, you know, we also approached it from, from a caloric standpoint, too, if you will. And we wanted to make sure that we were able to hit all of those, all of the parameters that people love in a craft beer and also be low in calories and healthy and not have alcohol. So it was a, a complex challenge, but definitely rewarding and fun. We're talking with John Walker. He's the co-founder and head brewer of Athletic Brewing. They pump out lots of different non-alcoholic beers. For more info, you just go to athleticbrewing.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So speaking of which, of these beers that you're cranking out, let's talk about the latest release that you have uh, coming out, uh, which is actually in stores now in June here. This is a blood orange IPA. It's called Rainbow Wall. You're teaming up with a World Cup gold medalist in Alex Johnson. What is the story behind this, and why a blood orange IPA? So, yeah, um, <clears throat> Alex Johnson is a, one of our athletes, incredible climber, and just really awesome human. And so we, we decided that we wanted to collaborate to make Rainbow Wall um, as our, our Pride Month beer to kind of, you know, help her in her mission of embracing change and equity and equality in, in the athletic space. So all proceeds are going to go to Athlete Ally, which um, helps carry those missions right across the line. And so we kind of got talking a couple months back about, you know, what is Alex like? And so we talked about flavors and dynamics of beer and um, mouthfeel and things like that. And so we kind of went back and forth a couple times. Uh, brewed a couple different beers, and we landed upon a refreshing, zesty IPA that has a little bit of blood orange and just super crushable. And so, and again, like uh, all the the uh, is it all of the proceeds of this beer is going uh, is going to be donated to Athlete Alley, or is it a portion of it to the to the organization? Uh, yeah, so all of the profits are going to go to Athlete Ally. Gotcha, gotcha. And then I'm uh, popping up your website here, which. The, by the way, in case you didn't know, non-alcoholic beer can be shipped anywhere in the country because guess what? It doesn't have alcohol. There's no restrictions in terms of, um, you know, you know. I mean, some states will allow you to ship beer, but um, others, and, you know, and other states won't. You can get this beer ordered and ship it anywhere directly to your doorstep uh, without too much of a problem. We're talking with John Walker. He's the co-founder and head brewer of Athletic Brewing. They pump out lots of different non-alcoholic beers. The Blood Orange IPA just happens to be one of them, which is called Rainbow Wall. And again, all proceeds are going uh, to be donated to Athlete Alley, which is a nonprofit organization. For more information on all of these things, just go to athleticbrewing.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And by the way, Rainbow Wall out now. And as I said, you can order it and have it shipped directly from their website. John, for those skeptics that say non-alcoholic beer can't possibly be tasty... What would you say to them? Just try it. If, if, that's our biggest thing. When we go to events and, you know, you get those naysayers every now and then, we say, right. no, just just try it. And nine times out of ten, the moment they try it, we get converts. And, you know, we, we put a lot of work into this, and our teams are just incredible at what they do in making just exceptional non-alcoholic beer, just a beer in general. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just, just try it. it- it's interesting because um, uh, about a week or so ago, I tried your beers for the first time, and the last time that I had a non-alcoholic beer, or I, I should say the first time that I had a non-alcoholic beer was 
two years ago, and it's hard to believe. I mean, last year we had this pandemic and all this stuff going on, and we couldn't do um, you know the usual things that we would we would do. But two years ago, I was at an event where Brooklyn Brewery was producing their own non-alcoholic beer, and I'm sure that was in reaction uh, to you guys and what you do in your mission. And I had to say I was very impressed with how this non-alcoholic beer tasted because it didn't taste like what I was expecting from a non-alcoholic beer. So how do you react as a business when brewers like Brooklyn Brewery, Sam Adams, Dogfish, they're all coming out now with non-alcoholic beers? How do you react to that? You guys have been right at the forefront, and you've gotten a lot of different people from an athletic standpoint uh, you know, famous people to to champion your brand. How do you react to that as a business? Uh, we think it's great, honestly. You know, we we were early on, and we definitely put a lot of work in there, kind of pioneering the movement. Mm-hmm. But we are thrilled to have some, you know, other teammates, if you will, help us deliver other great product because you know we've got a lot of converting to do. We have a lot of makeup to do, and historically speaking. And at the end of the day, we just want to make a positive impact on our communities and environment. Mm. And so having having the help of other established brands will, you know, just make us better at that. And now two beers I want to touch on real quick before I have to let you go. The first one being Nature Nut, which is out there right now. Uh, this is using, uh, um, peanut, it's a peanut butter brew. So this is using Justin's uh, peanut butter, the kind of stuff you get in the pack and in the stores. Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. And, and so this, and this is a, what kind, what style of beer is this then, I guess? This is, is this more like a porter? Is this more like a stout? So, yeah, it's a peanut butter porter okay. and it is, it, it's exceptional. Um, it, it smells and tastes just like a, a Justin's peanut butter cup. Really? Oh, see, now that would get my, see, my wife's a big peanut butter cup fan. So that would definitely set my wife off of, Ooh, I got to try this. So, all right. That's something I have to, I have to pick up when I, when I, when I see it in the stores, that for sure. And then the other one that I'm intrigued, um, is the, uh, the Goza, this downwinder Goza that you have. How do you come up with a non-alcoholic style of Goza? I would think that that would be a little bit difficult to produce. Yeah, for sure. And that was kind of one of those early challenges. You know, we, we were developing our process and as if, as if one challenge wasn't hard enough, um, we decided to take that on. But I thought that, you know, they, it would be really complimentary in the non-alcoholic space, just tart, refreshing, a little bit salty and, you know, kind of jives well with athleticism and right. hydration, if you will. So, um, yeah, just another takeoff, but it's awesome. Kind of, kind of good after like a long mountain bike ride or something, and you just want something to kind of refresh you while you're sitting there and you're looking at the view, right? Absolutely. That sounds good. And we're talking with John Walker. He's the co-founder and head brewer of Athletic Brewing. They're pumping out lots of different non-alcoholic beers. We've talked about a bunch of them here. Rainbow Wall, their newest one, which they've teamed up with World Cup gold medalist Alec Johnson. It's a blood orange IPA, and the proceeds uh, of this beer are going to be donated to Athlete Alley, a nonprofit organization that helps out folks in the LGBTQ uh, community. Um, finally, last question for me, John. Why do you think... Uh, over the last several years that there has been an explosion in these low-alcohol, non-alcoholic beers, um, you know, the, the seltzers, all of this stuff in the in the landscape now over the last, I would say, two or three years, is it that people are really becoming more carb-conscious? Is it be, they, be, they just want that healthier lifestyle? They still want to be able to enjoy things with their friends and yet not have that bloated feeling when you're sitting at a barbecue? What do you think it is? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a combination of uh, carbs and just being more mindful about what people are putting into the body. And also companies like like Athletic, we're, we're doing our best to showcase the ingredients. And I think one of the things that people are learning is that 
they love the ingredients that we put into these drinks, right. not necessarily the alcohol. The alcohol right. just happens to be there sometimes. Right. Gotcha. All right. I, I lied. It's not my last question. This is going to be my last question. Since you're so into all of these different non-alcoholic beers, at the end of the day, when you want to kick back with an alcoholic beer, what's the style that you tend to uh, tend to go to? It doesn't have to be a brand, you know, a particular brand. But what is it? Is it an IPA? Is it a Pilsner? Is it a you know uh, a stout? What is it that you like the most? I'm a huge fan of a, a nice, refreshing, crisp Pilsner type. Just sessionable, easy to drink. You know. And, and we're seeing steady. we're seeing a big comeback of the Pilsner since the pandemic started. That brewers, I guess, have more time. To, to put those beers in there instead of having to crank something out every three or four weeks, we're seeing the the, the longer beer the, the beers that take longer to come out. So that is that's pretty awesome because I, I agree with you. I love a good pilsner, especially this time of year when it's starting to get warmer. You want something crisp and and delicious and kind of hits the spot, but doesn't make you uh, too bloated. My my guest has been John Walker. He's the co-founder and head brewer of Athletic Brewing. Uh, for more information on all of their beers, which can be shipped directly to your home because there's no alcohol in it, just head over to athleticbrewing.com. And as I said again, Rainbow Wall, their Blood Orange IPA, it's out now. And uh, it is uh, a, a collaboration with World Cup gold medalist Alec Johnson. Proceeds of this beer are going to be donated to a nonprofit ath- athlete alley to help out LGBTQ uh, athletes. John, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Best of luck with Athletic Brewing. Thanks so much for having us. You got it. Anytime. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Nothing like the Ramones to uh, kick things off on our final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You know, i got to tell you, there are a lot of people who use this studio. And you know what really bothers me more than anything? People that adjust headphone levels. Uh, I am fairly deaf uh, but I'm not that deaf. I mean, you're in this business long enough, you know, you start to lose uh, portions of your hearing. But I just don't understand how people um, lower the volume in here on my studio board where I can't hear myself or the music. Like, you can't have it that low. You have to actually hear your voice in your headphones to make sure that you're talking at the right level. All right. I'm off my soapbox on that one now. Uh, follow me very easily on Twitter, at Algatulo. It's uh, on Instagram. I'm at Gatulo. That's G A double T U double L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Uh, via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget, uh, we are on iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the show on that platform. Alexa Ready as well. We're on Odyssey.com uh, as well as the Hopped Up Network. You head over there uh, usually Monday mornings right after the show ends. You will. Uh, get the podcast version of the show that you can download and listen to at your leisure. We're not on those other streaming services, whether it's uh, Stitcher or um, what is it? I don't even remember anymore. There's so many. Spotify, all these other things. I just I haven't had the time to do any of that stuff, and I should. Um, unfortunately, we're not on those on those things, but you know, maybe one day we'll get there. Who knows? Um, let us dive into Suds and Duds, because there is a lot of beer that I had. We had the extra day because of the holiday on Memorial Day um, uh, weekend, which I hope everybody had a, uh, you know, on the East Coast, uh, wasn't that great. It rained for most of it. so But it was a good time uh, to dive into 
uh, some beers. First up was Doppelganger by Treehouse. My neighbor uh, makes a run to Treehouse every once in a while because he drives all over uh, the East Coast. And when he's in the Massachusetts area and he's near Treehouse, he makes a run. And usually he'll text me in the middle of the afternoon and say, look, uh, they got this, this, and this. What do you want? Uh, And I usually just tell him, just get whatever, and I'll cherry pick from what you got. So I had a can of Doppelganger. What a delicious, juicy double IPA. I know there are people that are not big fans of uh, Treehouse, and, you know, it's a Treehouse Trillium thing and back and forth and this and that. I like Treehouse. There really hasn't been a bad beer that I've had from Treehouse yet. Um, There's nothing that uh, that I've said, oh, my God, I can't drink this. So I find Treehouse to be a very good brewery. If if there's, you know, if a brewery puts out 10 beers and, you know, six of them I'm not crazy about and I like four of them, well, to me, that's not a great brewery. Very good brewery, good brewery, fair brewery. I don't know. I mean, maybe my tastes have changed. Um, And again, I get it, the whole IPA, IPA, IPA thing, um, which was interesting. Uh, There was a discussion on Twitter uh, real quick about how, um, you know, somebody had said, I love IPAs, but every brewer seems to be making IPAs and not traditional stuff like, you know, Wiesenbox, Doppelbox, Pilsners, this and that. Look, the bottom line is this. Those are good beers. Unfortunately, they don't make the brewery money. People want the trends. People buy the trends. And you can, you know, you can say what you want about it. But at the end of the day, especially during a pandemic, the brewers have to make beer that's going to make them money. Now, have we, have we, you know, seen a proliferation of pilsners and lagers and other styles of beer during the pandemic? Yes, because the brewers have had longer times to sit and let beer ferment, which is what some of those beers take, take eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks. IPAs, you can bang out in three to four weeks and have them out and ready to, ready to be sold. So you got to remember that there's a there's a curve there. They can't just produce a beer in two days; it just doesn't happen. So, uh, you know, uh, I get it from people's perspective. Unfortunately, you know, maybe you have to go to those breweries that just make those beers, and you know, and then you know, as a one-off, if the, if another brewery makes something that you like that doesn't that's not necessarily a big seller, then maybe you go there and you buy them. I, I don't know. Uh, moving on uh, with some more Treehouse, uh, Eureka with Mosaic. Uh, this is a nice and flavorful for a 4% good summertime backyard beer. It's a, it's a, a golden ale, really nice, got a little bit of hop to it uh, from Treehouse. This is great, and at 4%, perfect uh, for sitting in the backyard on a, uh, on a nice warm day. Uh, Twin Elephant had their fifth anniversary uh, in the month of May, and so every week they were doing different beers, and one of the beers that they did was a collaboration uh, between um, District 96 and Twin Elephant. District 96 is this brewery that apparently a lot of people on New Jersey Let's Talk Craft Juice on Facebook have been going gaga over. And uh, Justin Pone is one of the guys who's always talking about these guys. And I have not been to the brewery. They're right over the border uh, in New York. Um, but sometime this summer, I think I'm going to get up there, you know, maybe take a day and go up there and, uh, you know, explore some stuff up that way. But anyway... They did this collab between them and Twin Elephant called White Snake. So I ended up buying a four-pack of it. And I said, oh, I'll stop by there, you know, last Saturday while it was raining or whatever. I called my neighbor. I said, who gets me uh, the treehouse beers? I said, Greg, you know, I'm going to take a ride over to uh, uh, Twin Elephant. Oh, great. I'll take a ride with you. Now, this was really the first day that um, breweries could open at full capacity, no masks, you know, all this kind of stuff. And because of the rain, I wasn't quite prepared for the fact that the place was packed. 
Like there was no pandemic. And I get it. I, I mean, it was it's one of those things when you've been locked down for 14 months and I've been going to breweries, but it's been a trickle, you know, five people here, six people there. When you see a room full of people and everybody's kind of close together and drinking, you kind of take a step back for a second. You're like, whoa, 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 wait a second. So we actually sat outside for the first couple of beers. Then we moved inside, um, even though it was a little raw out and whatever, you know, it it made me feel a little more comfortable. Call me crazy. Right. And I'm fully vaccinated, by the way. But whatever. So, um, Hola Rhyme by Twin Elephant, really good, tropical, got a little bite to it in a great way, had that. Then I had the White Snake, even though I bought a four-pack of cans. The melon flavor in this beer is off the chain. It was so good. I mean, there are other tropical things going on in there, but the melon is like, wow. And I love almost, I mean, pretty much everything Twin Elephant has done, I've been a fan of. And I try to support them as best I can. And guys, you did a great job at your anniversary celebration. The music was pumping. People were jumping. It was just, it was fantastic. The beers were off the chain. The Motley Lou that I had from them, I am a sucker for a hoppy saison. This did not disappoint. Nice, really good. Uh, has that, you know, that, that the, um, not the bitterness, that kind of, um, the grassiness to a saison. You know, kind of that wine quality, the acidity. Really, really nice. And then I had the Chuck's Garage. Uh, I love a good Pilsner, and this is no exception like I said, Twin does an amazing job on pretty much everything that they do. So kudos, guys, to a five-year anniversary. It's fantastic, and I love it. It's a tiny little brewery tucked in the corner of an indu- a little industrial building in Chatham, New Jersey. Um, if you ever get a chance to go over there, check them out. You will not be disappointed. Uh, Invincible Summer by Icarus. This is one that I've had before. Coconut, juicy, delicious. Had this over at Paragon Tap and Table. Phenomenal beer. Uh, get Peeped by Brick City. A fantastic triple IPA. The marshmallow in it is banging. Does remind me of a peep, no doubt. One of the better gozes that I've had in quite some time. E.T. Stay Home 19. Uh, This is from Evil Twin Pink Guava Mango Pineapple with Salt by Evil Twin. The Pink Guava Mango and Pineapple all blend beautifully together. Hint of salt. Fabulous. One of our friends, Robin, she had a glass of this after doing a flight of really dark, heavy beers. She loved it so much that she wants to get a couple of cans of it. It is tremendous. Um, You know what? I'm going to stop it here, and I'll tell you why. I have a bunch of other beers to get to, but I'm going to get to those next week. Uh, And a lot of them have to do with Source, uh, which, by the way, Source is a um, a sponsor of the show. Get your beers over at uh, Source Brewing, uh, fresh from the Source, Route 34 in Colts Neck, New Jersey. Uh, we mentioned earlier in the show about how Source is opening in uh, Fishtown, Pennsylvania, which is very cool. I am super excited about that. Um, but I have to say real quick before we get out of here, uh, there was a whole thing about Source. And this particular beer, actually, I'm going to review this beer real quick. Rubius Bliss, uh, Rubius Bliss by Source. Raspberry and guava give it a nice tartness. The vanilla is slightly hidden, but you get it on the back end. It is a delicious beer, slim, 12-ounce cans. Fantastic. Wish I had bought another four-pack of this. But let me tell you something. People on the Internet were ripping Source because they felt that they had stolen the formula uh, of the home brewer who won in our competition, in our home brewing competition, uh, last year. And what really bothers me more than anything uh, from Orso Ales, what really bothers me more than anything is the fact that both the brewer, the home brewer, and the owner of Source all came out and said, this is not his recipe. It's different. We can show you. And, you know, it was kind of, we thought it was, you know, people thought it was nipped in the bud. 
somebody had put a Reddit thread on a couple of days later on the internet, said, you know, look at this, blah, 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 blah. And what amazes me is the fact that when you even present somebody with the truth, they still won't believe it. I deal in truths, facts. Uh, yes, Source is a sponsor of my program. I've never made a secret of that. Source doesn't pay me directly. Source pays the radio station and then pays me. Source has never once, and no one there, Phil, Greg, Jeremy, no one, has ever said to me how to do my show, what to say, what to do. Ever. Ever. And if somebody ever did that, I would lose them as a sponsor. 100%. I dictate the show. I dictate the editorial control of the show. I say what I want to say because it's my show. Bottom line. Uh, I could have gotten into more suds and duds here, but I'm not. I'm going to save it for next week's program because I'll have a full recap of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. But I have to tell folks, you want to ask me a question? Ask me a question. I'm going to answer you directly. I don't go through go-betweens, proxies. Nobody ever tells me on this program what to say, especially when it comes to beer. Now, if I say something wrong and you correct me, then I will, put, I will issue a correction and a retraction. Okay? But the bottom line is nobody tells me what to say on this program, ever. Bottom line. My thanks to everyone involved in this show, as well as my guest, John Walker, the brewmaster and co-owner of Athletic Brewing, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back live on the Joe Piscopo Show, Monday at 6 a.m., this has been the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.